You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello, welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. I am your host today, Ken, and I'm sitting in this mostly empty studio with Jeff here. How you doing? Uh, You know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm hoping that the sweat lodge will be less sweaty today. Although, a little bit. As has been established, I'm the problem. So Yeah, you're the problem. <laughs> Neil adds like one-tenth of the problem, I would say. You're like five-tenths. Oh, I'm at least I'm at least one half. One half, at least. So, um, yeah, it's an empty studio. Neil's on his way to Cucamonga or somewhere, right? Yep, yep. He, taking uh, a little break. Taking a little break, which is good, well-deserved. Yep. Uh, I'm glad that he's able to get out for a little bit. And no BS, Matt got a flat tire today. Yeah. So that's where he is. <laughs> this was supposed to be his first time back in the studio after LA. Two years. Two years, and he couldn't make it. So I am, in fact, thinking that he might be a robot. Possibly. However, um, despite those absences, we have a lot of great guests to uh, fill their their shoes, so to speak, right? Yes. um, Neil's got the wooden shoes from Dutch Boy, and uh, I don't know what robots wear, so. All right. Well, um, I think they wear, like, washers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> it's like a washer bolted to the bottom of their yeah, right. sole. Yeah, like a, like a horseshoe. Like a horseshoe, but yeah. a washer. All right, so let's get to our guests. Uh, the first one, last minute fill-in. We greatly appreciate that, and we appreciate him being a rules guy impersonator on Patreon. That is Matt Doherty. How you doing? Hey, guys. Doing good. Glad to Always be here. Always a pleasure to see you. Yep. I've, I've never actually been on a full episode. What has been up lately with you? Uh, what has been up? Well, you guys know that I am a... Uh, uh, I'm a Wisconsin man that unfortunately lives in Nebraska now. Um, so I am uh, my uh, favorite teams when it comes to uh, college football were the Badgers and now whoever's playing the Nebraska Cornhuskers, my wife's beloved team. So I loved last night watching Michigan beat Nebraska. So that was fun. So yeah. Very, well, very nice to have you again. We, we have a lot of guests, so let's uh, shuffle right through them. Our next guest is Lauren Ligtering. She's from... Remind us again. Somewhere in Canada, you said. But <laughs> yeah, I'm from uh, the Comox Valley on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. Ah, very um, nice. Originally from Ontario, so also Canada. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to play some trivia. I've been playing trivia my whole life. Um, I was in the Reach for the Top team, so any Canadian um, high schoolers out there might remember being in Reach for the Top. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to play today, and hopefully, I 
I make my country proud. Very nice to have you. And we were in your neck of the woods uh, a couple years ago. Isn't that right, Jeff? We were. We were on Vancouver Island. Very, lovely, be- very beautiful. Lovely place. Yeah. Very beautiful. And I enjoyed the it's ferry the ride, too. most beautiful place on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, our host for today is Tony Nitz. He's a Savage Superstar on Patreon. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Um, I am in Portland, Oregon, and I work in IT for the Portland Public Schools. Um, I honestly haven't done a lot of trivia other than listening to podcasts. Uh, was started with Trivial Warfare and then found you guys and have gone through your catalog every time I'm in the car. So I uh, appreciate you guys making my drive time better. But I'm looking forward to this because nobody will ever play trivia with me because, you know, they just won't. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, thank you for your Patreon support and all of our guests today for their Patreon support. And now we need uh, the teams before we get the rules. So me and Jeff are going to be a team here in the studio. Any ideas? Feeling a little lonely? Uh, I'm not feeling lonely, but I am feeling sore. Sore? But that's Like a guy in the 50s? Yes. <laughs> like a guy in the 50s. So we'll be the sore boys. It's so why, why are See? we always the something boys? It's always know. like a gripe and then boys. All right, then do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just trying to move this podcast along like a lurching train going from a stop to a to a roll. We can be the uh, we can be the bare bones. We'll be the bare bones. I feel hollow and the studio's empty. So I will right, we'll be the bare bones. But like bare bones, like yes okay yes <laughs> I've been into this like uh, seeing who the fattest bear in Alaska is lately. So. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the chonks out there right now. <laughs> All right, we'll be the bare bones. How about you guys? Can't think of anything, but we're against the bare bones. We could be, I see you've got some football going on. We could be the pigskins, bare bones, pigskins. There you go. I like that. All right. Bare bones versus pigskins. Sounds good, and we will get the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. All right. Now that we have the rules, I think we are ready to play. So, Tony, go ahead and take it away for us. All right. So today's game does have a theme. And if you come, if your team comes up with the theme, you get one guess at it. And you can text that to me. And just before the final round, we'll announce who got it first. And you'll get 10 bonus points. All right. And, and listeners in the future, let us know if you got the theme and if you beat us to the theme. All right, so first question. Let's rip off the Band-Aid. This is a math question. Astronomer Al-Khwazirmi used the Arabic word meaning reunion of broken parts or bone setting as the name of this area of mathematics. What is this area? All right, Jeff has come up with an Arabic word that is also used in mathematics, so we are going to go ahead and lock in. I mean, algebra just sounds like a... Arabic word, doesn't it? Maybe I'm just getting the Possibly. A's and a little alliteration there with the Arabic and the algebra. Yeah. Something about calculus and unifying bones stuck together for me in some weird way. Yeah. I'm not sure. Unifying Maybe bones calculus. together? Is that what? Something something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro- adhering broken parts. 
I don't know, like a callus. Like when you form a callus oh. on a bone, it's when a bone fuses together. So calculus and a yeah. callus maybe. I like that. I like that logic. Same sort of Let's root. I don't know. Bit of a guess. Yeah. Okay. We'll say calculus. All right. One calculus and Jeff? Uh, we said algebra. It is algebra. Mm. Uh, my mom helped me with that question. She's a former middle school math teacher. So. There you go. All right. Question number two. Good candy. Colonel S.S.C. Dolby, APD, Sir George Allen Thomas, Betty Uber, and Herbert Scheel were the first athletes to be recognized by this sport's Hall of Fame. The sport became a part of the Summer Olympics in 1992, and they were all inducted in 1996 into the Hall of Fame. All right, so these guys looks like uh, they're locked in really quickly. Um, Matt seemed to know this one. So, uh, what do you think here? 1992. What would be something that became part of the Summer Olympics in '92? Softball. But I'm the 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 category is good candy. So I'm trying to think of a a punny answer here, and I can't come is up. Is there any with sports one. movies with candy in the title or cricket? Cricket. Cricket? Sure. Is cricket, cricket's not... Uh, whatever. Cricket. I didn't know this initially, but then um, I did remember that uh, when he said uh, uh, good candy, it sp- sprung in my mind and then it made sense. These names are not the names who are dominant in this sport now. The names of people who are dominant in the sport now are primarily Asian folks. Um, this is not good candy. It is bad mitten. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Sorry. Dad jokes. <laughs> and my buddy Josh Bombeck hopefully is proud of me because I got an Olympics question correct. Yay. All right. So it looks like you guys got some points with badminton. All right. So the next question is Phantom of the Comics. Woody Wilkins is a fictional comic book artist who works with the CIA as this agent slash superhero. It may only take a moment but what is his code name? All right, we'll uh, we'll lock in with a guess here because this is not familiar to us. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Matt. I I don't have a lot of inroads to this one. Yeah. He said it only take a minute, something or a moment, so maybe like Minuteman or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. The hint of the take a moment. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've got nothing. I would be guessing with something like Minuteman, but I'm trying to think of a connection to Phantom of the Opera, and nothing's sort of jumping out at me. Yeah, um, I don't know idea. We can go with Minuteman. No. Minuteman might as well. Sure, minute. We'll go with Minuteman, and we'll lock in with that. And we're just gonna throw out the spirit. Ooh. So, uh, you guys did catch the clues. The Phantom uh, was one of the clues. It only takes a moment. Is the other clue? They're both uh, either a song or a part played by Michael Crawford, who was Condor Man. And even if you if haven't we, seen Condor Man, it's worth seeing. Even if you had told me Michael Crawford, I would have never got to. I don't know Condor. Yeah. I never heard of either one. Yeah, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. So cool. <laughs> All right. The th- next question is ethical dilemma, deriving from the Greek words for duty and science or study of. This is a field of science that studies moral obligation, not the study of heavyweight boxers nicknamed the Bronze Bomber. All right, we worked this one out the best we can. Um, Probably not enough, but uh, we're going to go ahead and lock in here. 
Okay, so um, the heavyweight boxer that's nicknamed was the Bronze Bomber is Deontay Wilder. I don't know a field of science that's Deontay or what. Well, it's going to be ology is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of all the ologies. Is there something like a deontology? Deontology? Does that sound like Deontology? So the study of moral obligation. I think deontology. I like that. Let's go with that. I'm just making stuff yeah, up. Yeah, we're just, so. we're just throwing stuff against the wall. We'll see what sticks. We're, we're going to lock in with Deontrology. All right. We were hoping the bronze uh, bomber's name was Phil, and we just went with philanthropy. So, you know, when they say it's, it was hard watching, it is Deontology. Oh, give give them so points for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Give points yeah, that. I think they, they, they got that. They figured it out. We like waddled their way right into yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're giving like you the, points for that one. When I think of Dion, there's like like a, like Dion Sanders or something. Right. That would have probably been too obvious, though. But, I guess, well, but, but if you throw in the T, the Dion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. That, yeah. And admittedly, that came from one of my playtesters who uh, made that, that, suggest, that suggestion. I liked it. Good question. So the next question is, hey, you guys. This television sketch comedy series had an original cast of Morgan Freeman, Rita Moreno, Bill Cosby, and others. It had guest stars like Woody Allen, Carol Burnett, Zero Mostel, Dean Martin, and even visits from everybody's favorite favorite web slinger, Spider-Man. Wow, this... Dude, I've got nothing better than that guess. All right, we we got a guess, and we're going with it. I do. I mean, the, the "Hey You Guys." I mean, I know there's a "Hey You Guys," but I don't know what that's Goonies? from. I think it's from the Goonies. Mm, I mean, I know there's that uh, chunk, or not chunk, but the uh, I think it might have been chunk at the end of the Goonies did that. But no, there's from some sort of pop culture, not movie related oh. TV show thing. <laughs> But I can't remember. Probably it. whatever this sketch comedy TV show is. Um, all I can think Tony was like is SCTV. also wearing a Goonies shirt, which may be poisoning your mind right now. There you go. I think that's Original. it. <laughs> um, Smothers Brothers. Didn't they have a, they had a sketch comedy sounds, show in that time frame, didn't they? This was before Carol Burnett came out. Maybe the Hey You Guys was like one of their catchphrases. <gasps> yes, it, it was. Well, Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett did the Hey You Guys. That's right. She did a, a Tarzan thing. Oh, no, I don't even know. Okay. Uh, I'm happy to lock in with Smothers Brothers. I don't, I'm not going to get anything better than that. So. All right. We have uh, nothing better to say besides In Living Color, which is totally wrong. But. <laughs> <laughs> so what probably threw you is sketch comedy. This was The Electric Company. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, it it had pretty amazing people on it for a children's sketch comedy, and that might have been more helpful. All right. Well, after five questions, looks like we've racked up ten points to get us started off in this game, and uh, the pigskins twenty points. So, question six: the island life. According to 2019 statistics, this country, an archipelago of 330 plus islands has a population of 889,327 and a visitor count of 894,389. 
one of its primary exports is bottled water. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, I think I got this too. We can lock in if you want. This is the expensive stuff that comes in the, the square or the rectangular. Yeah, which is horrible for the environment. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and say Fiji. And, um, well, sorry, I guess we should confirm that, but I was also going to say Fiji. Yeah, the unfortunately, the, the Fijians or the folks who are, are from Fiji, I don't know their official name, but anyway, they sold the rights to the water for like some ridiculous amount of money, so they don't have rights to that water anymore. So now this company that produces it, and I don't even think the water actually is from Fiji. I think they just have the naming rights or something, but yeah. No, I Fiji think it is. I just don't think it's... I don't think it's as branded. Like, they're not pulling it right oh, out of the, okay. you know. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's probably like Fiji tap water. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The correct answer is Fiji. And um, I just sent you a text message, Tony. I think I may have figured out the secret uh, theme. I oh. hope I didn't just waste our guess, but I'm pretty sure I got it. Ooh, we only get one guess, and you're, you're sitting early there, huh? Question I feel pretty six. good about it. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and give it up then. It's alphabetical. Oh. Going alphabetical. The answers are all alphabetical. I, uh, very, very honestly, ever since I started listening to I started realizing there's 26 questions. How has nobody ever done alphabetical? <laughs> so, there you go. And actually, I'm glad because it'll help with more qu the other questions coming on. All right, listeners, now you have a now you have a hint at every question, basically. So, That's better, right. get, better get more of these right now. Uh, what are we on? Question six, right? The Iceman Cometh. Having played for the Virginia Squires, San Antonio Spurs, and Chicago Bulls, this player, known as the Iceman, was one of Nike's first sponsored players. We can check in. So we got a G. It seems that way. Um, Horace Grant, perhaps, is the Iceman? <laughs> that doesn't... Oh, Grant. G could be the last name. Could be Horace Grant. But I don't know. I don't. It's not. It's not Rodman or Michael Jordan or Scotty Pippen. Is or, there anybody that you guys know that played for the NBA that's not played for the Bulls? No. Yes. I'll bet you. I'll uh, bet you, Tony. We could probably even tell them that it's a double G, and they still wouldn't. Get it, it is. It's, it's. It is a double G. Andrew Wiggins. No, Andrew kidding. Wiggins. Yeah. <laughs> He's from Australia. That's all I know about him. Gary Gorman. <laughs> Not not, that, not former uh, Minnesota Twins Gary Gaetti either. So no uh, Gary Gygax. <laughs> uh, hey, Gary Gygax is a reference I get. Let's say Grant. Let's let's throw out a last name Grant. So the last name. Oh, you guys. Sorry, Matt. Oh no, it's uh, George Gervin, the Iceman. Played for a whole bunch of teams, yes, won is. a championship with the Spurs, and I think he might be the all-time ABA points leader, but not not that not for sure off the top of my head. My my father worked for Nike Apparel. Oh wow! Back in the seventies, and uh, they had this silver tracksuit with black pinstriping oh, that was the Iceman, and he brought that home for me one day when because he had just gotten to work that started working at Nike, and he brought me home one. I wore that to school, and everybody thought I was a fool. Mm. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> the the color scheme for the Spurs is fantastic, but they ruin it with that horrible logo. I mean, a square Spurs. I mean, that's not even a yeah. thing. It's just. Is there, is there a basketball in the Spurs logo as well? I don't think so. Almost every no, basketball square, logo has a, a basketball spur. in it. Yeah. It drives me crazy. It's ridiculous. All right. Next question Musical news. With a career spanning over 40 years, 
this harmonica playing frontman retired from music in 2018 when he was diagnosed with Meniere's disease, which affects his hearing. Knowing the letters is perhaps making this even harder. (laughs) (laughs) It does make it harder to make a stab guess in the dark because you've got to have an H. All right. I know. I know. He wrote down 90s band and I know. I know a 90s 90s guy who starts with an H. All right. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to tap. I can't think of it. Well, Howard the Duck. There you go. All right. A a tap or a Howard the Duck from the Pigskins and from the uh, Bare Bones. We're saying it's Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm. Okay. I'm going to give you guys one. We know his name isn't Hootie. It's Darius Rucker. I'm going to give you guys one more hint. His one line in a movie that his first line in a movie was, you guys are just too darn loud. Oh, it's Huey Lewis. Oh, Huey Lewis in the news. There you go. Musical news. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played harmonica. Oh, yeah. All right. In what famous play, written by Jerome Lawrence and Robert E. Lee, does the protagonist, a Tennessee school teacher, go on trial for violating the Butler Act, a law that prohibits teaching evolution? The story is based on the Scopes trial of 1925. Oh, the theme was not Listerine. I don't know. I know about the monkey trial, yeah. but I don't know about um, this play per se. I don't know. You want to just say monkey business? Doesn't start with an I. Oh, <laughs> right. The letters. <laughs> In indignation. Okay, sure. The very serious <laughs> play, indignation. I so like um, in the south or in the in something or um, Robert E. Lee. I never even I okay. I mean <laughs> that <laughs> one. I don't think it was a different Robert E. Lee than I'm thinking one. of. <laughs> because the timeline would be would be whack. Yeah, exactly. How about something like Icarus? I know that that's a different um, movie that's out over the last few years yeah. but i mean icarus right icarus was the story of the uh guy who got his eyes uh pecked out by the bird every time he pushed the stone up the hill right oh isn't that his uh, wings melted when he flew too close to the sun oh there you so, go. so maybe the protagonist oh. of this play flew too close to the sun there you, you know, go maybe maybe you're you want to go with yeah, that okay. we can say, yeah i'm fine with icarus yeah we'll and, do a, that and again we were giving the very serious answer of indignation <laughs> <laughs> So this was Inherit the Wind. Mm, I have heard of that. I've heard the title. I didn't know what it was about. I'll check it out. All right. So the next question. Uh, this is question 10. Uh, pent up. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy make up the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. Which book comes next? The name of the book was also the most popular baby name for boys from 20, 2002 to 2006, according to the Social Security Administration. It's got to be. Yeah. That one? Uh, no, no. It's... Um, oh. It's... That one. Yes. All right. I wrote... I wrote... <laughs> one name that started with J, one name that started with G. I'll tell you... Well, another name that started with J, and now we're settled on our answer. It's not this. No. <laughs> All right, we're 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 on it. We're on it. Um, is there a book of John? John well, Joshua. Book? John has a bunch oh, of Joshua. books. Um, 
Isn't there one called Especially Judges or something? Especially if we're talking about John Grisham. I think uh, if we're talking Old Testament, it's got to be Joshua. Um, I don't think... Okay. Wait, wasn't there it's a, a pretty Jeremiah? Name. But that wouldn't have been a popular name. We know it's not John because that's New Testament. So I'm pretty sure... Is there sure a squirrel the... inside your house right now? No, they do that. <laughs> just do this like twice or three times a day where they just randomly... The one little dog likes to antagonize the older dog and they start howling at each other. Let's sing a song. Um... Are you okay right, with going so with you, uh, Joshua? What? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Oh, okay. I thought you were him and hawing, so. No, I was just trying to that. think of any other J names that came to mind, and I got Jonathan and Jeremy, which don't help at all. So. Yeah. All right. We also settled on Joshua, because we, we happen to be aware of its popularity. The answer is Joshua. All right. At the end of the first round, it looks like the bare bones have racked up 30 points, but in the lead right now are the pigskins with 50. All right. The swing round. This, uh, the swing round is a single question with multiple answers. Um, so let me read the question. Since the start of the Academy Awards, nine films that start with the letter K have been nominated for Best Picture. Two have won. For five points each, name the nine films. And for an additional five points, name the two that won. The years they were on the list are... 1942, 1950, 1956, 1979, 1984, 1985, and there were two in 2010. The uh, the word the or a does not play. So if it was the Blues Brothers, the B is the the starting. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. We will mull these over, and we'll be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. 
quickly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. All right, and we are back after some deliberation. Um, so in no particular order, I guess each team will run down their answers, and then you can tell us the correct answers. Would you guys like to go first? Sure. Pick skins? Yeah. Sure. Take it away, Matt. Um, we, got, uh, we had some steam going early and then lost steam real quick. Um, <laughs> we started off in the 2010s. We worked uh, from back to front on this one and started with the most recent ones. Uh, King's Speech, which we think won the 2010 then the kids are all right uh we weren't too sure about these next two but killing fields and kiss of the spider woman and then uh we had kramer versus kramer which we think was the other winner i think that would have been 79 maybe Mm -hmm. then we had uh king lear uh the king and i and then we lost, really lost steam. Steam. We put on uh, "Killing Me Softly" with his love. Um, Krampus takes Christmas, and Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Very good. Yeah, we uh, we ran out of steam too. Um, but How did we miss Kramer versus Kramer? Yeah. Well, this is a, this is a hard category. I think we got a bunch of them though. Uh, so we said King Kong, the King and I, the Killers, King Richard the Third, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Kiss Me Kate. Koyana Skatsi, which may begin with a Q, I can't quite remember. Uh, but King's Speech, which we believe won, and then the probably not nominated Kingdom of Heaven. All right. So in 1940, Kitty Foyle was nominated. Ooh, Kitty. Oh, I did say list, Kitty. But... So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I will tell you, listening to you guys, you were so close on a lot <laughs> oh, of these. Damn. Okay. In 1942, it was King's Row. Hmm. In 1950, I'm kind of surprised this one didn't come up. King Solomon's Mines. Oh, yeah. Um, 1956, you both got The King and I. Yeah. 1977, absolutely, Kramer versus Kramer was the winner. In 1984, The Killing Fields. In 1985, Kiss of the Spider Woman. In 2010... Both the King's Speech, which won, and the kids are all right. All right, you guys did pretty good. I forgot about yeah. the kids are all right. Good, good poll. On Is that, that uh, seven correct for thirty-five from your team? Yes, because they got the winners. Yes. All right, so picking up thirty-five points on that swing round. Very good job, Pits Pigskins. You guys are at sorry 80, eighty-five. Eighty-five points. All right, and uh, we at Bare Bones only picked up uh, twenty points on that one. So we're at the half century mark. Fifty. Fifty. All right, Lauren, virtual high five. High five. Yeah, sports. Good job, guys. Hands, slap hands. First question of round two. The, the theme is don't hurry. This rock legend, a Hall of Famer, joined Bob and Doug McKenzie in recording the theme song for their talk show. That's it? That's it. <laughs> no. I have a guess. I have a guess. Uh, I was going to say, Lauren's got, a, Lauren's Lauren's got, got an inroad. In, yeah. <laughs> Doug and Bob McKenzie. 
Rockstar. Starts with L. Do you guys want more hints? I can give you more hints. I'll take a hint. Hint would be great. Okay. Okay. So Bob and Doug McKenzie were uh, yeah. SCTV sketch. I did the Great White that. North. Yep. The Great White North. My compatriots. Yeah. Strange Boo. Um, they are, uh, and um, this one, I don't know if this is a fair hint, but um, in the last couple episodes, you mentioned one of the questions was about this particular person's bandmate. So uh, we thinking Rush. I am thinking Rush. Getty Lee. Getty Lee. With the L. Well, it, um, Neil Peart was their drummer, so I think that he's out. Um, and I don't know who the third guy is. <laughs> nobody does. Because we've had this come up before. We've yeah. talked about nobody knows who the third guy is, and then we've had right, like well, discussions in the crowd. Either way. Because we've talked about Getty Lee, so I don't think it's Getty Lee. I think it's Alex Lighten, Ferger, Light, Light Bright. Uh, you don't think it's Getty Lee? We can guess Getty Lee. All right, Getty Lee. Yeah, because he said this one has been mentioned in the last couple episodes. So, yeah, Getty Lee was just in the last episode that came out on Tuesday. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Well, I was thinking it was either that or with the L and Canadian Rockstar. My first one was Leonard Cohen, um, but mm. it didn't really fit any of the other clues. So I'm happy with Getty yeah. Lee. The answer is Getty Lee. Oh, thank you. Don't, for over, don't overthink it. He's like, pop, pop, I, was, I, was, I was not I was, thinking it. It was painful to watch that. <laughs> Canadian rock star, Getty Lee. That's Pretty much the answer. I think yeah. it's Alex Life's Sin, by the way, or Life Sun. Life Sin. Yeah. Life I was going to say Alex Lifehouse. That, uh, that oh, yeah. It triggered the Elsinore Beer Company guys to go out and play hockey. Come on. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Got to take a pee, eh? (laughs) (laughs) This next one is on wildlife. It's called Volume Control. This parrot, a popular pet and one of the largest of its species, can call at 180 decibels, 40 decibels louder than a jet engine. Part of its name is shared with the group of islands that it populates, which is believed to mean either... King of Kings, I'm sorry, Country of Kings in Arabic, or it might mean four, likely referring to the four mountains in the region, Ternate, Tidor, Bakan, and Jailo, which I could have very seriously mispronounced. I think we're good on this one, right? I think it's uh, got to be Macaw, right? Yeah, I was thinking Macaw as well. Yeah. I'm happy to with that. that. That's all I have, so. Yeah. yeah, I think I knew that one cold, and it happened to begin with an M, too, so I feel comfortable in Macaw. Okay, and that was a mislead. Oh, uh, get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. This is a Moluccan cockatoo, which I had the pleasure of fostering at one time, and uh, they are very, very loud. Those Moluccan. Moluccans, man. Yeah, Moluccans, so they're... That, and it's the Moluccan Islands. I think we're running out of all our Moluccan. Yeah. We're, we're out of Moluck. <laughs> it's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> all right. This next one is Happy Birthday. This state is the birthplace of John Denver, Demi Moore, and Demi Lotto, Lovato, as well as Neil Patrick Harris. We're locked in. Are you sure? John Denver? Are you sure? Because he, he really loved another 
another mm-hmm. state no, that did. starts with an N called Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, West Virginia. <laughs> oh, right. N. Okay. Nest Virginia. All right, New Jersey. Then we're locked in. No. All right, we're locked in, but not with New Jersey. Okay, so there's actually moving to Nebraska. There is a lot of N. I realize there's a lot of states that start with N. You know, North Dakota, um, North Carolina, New Hampshire. Uh, New Jersey, New York, obviously Nebraska, Nevada, or, yeah, Nevada. Um, Patrick Harris, for me, always associate with New York. I don't know why. Okay. You want to go with New York? Sure. I think that's probably, I think that seems more logical. I think so, too. Over New Hampshire and Jersey. We're going to go ahead and check in with New York. So, of all the states they mentioned, Nevada... And then New Hampshire, New Jersey. The next one alphabetically that they didn't mention is New Mexico. Mm. And I'm like 95% sure Neil Patrick Harris is from New Mexico. So that's what we locked in with. Uh, You are 100% correct. It is New Mexico. All right. Good job, Jeff. I don't know why I knew that. I I spend a lot of time on Architectural Digest, and I think I saw that he had a home in New Mexico. I just can't with you. Architectural (laughs) Digest. (laughs) After 15 years of marriage, Jeff, you still surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we met in 2002. So coming up on 20 years together, bud. Oh, boy. All right. We ready? Mm-hmm. Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? As used in the Warner Brothers cartoon, Hiawatha Rabbit Hunt and Falling Hair. And I will call him George and I will hug him and pet him and squeeze him as performed by Mel Blanc are references to this Steinbeck novel. We're locked in. Yeah. This is of Mice and Men. Oh, that makes sense. I was got stuck on the O, but of, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Of Mice Where did he go, George? Where did he go? I will love him and hug him and I will call him George. All right. Yeah. Uh, I recently became a substitute teacher and it affords me a lot of time to read during the day. And this is one of the books I finally got around to. So now I understand all the Lenny references um, of Mice and Men. <laughs> It is of mice and men. All right. April Fools. On April 1st, 1997, what two game show hosts switched places on April Fool's Day to surprise their contestants and audiences? Yeah, we can lock in. Yeah, I think we can as well. Uh, So Pat Sajak and um, Alex Trebek. Trebek, Yeah. And we said the same. It is Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek. All right. And uh, with five questions gone in the second round, we are creeping up on them. We got 90 points and they're at 115. So the lead has shrunk a little tiny bit. By but, 10. But still holding. I always knowing you guys are creepers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is true. Ken always likes to come creeping around my back stairs. Creep, creep. 15 years of marriage. Jeez, you think you know a guy. All right. Our next question is vocabulary. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Pevensies, the A-Team, the Beatles, and Queen are all examples of this seven-letter word. I think, I think we're I, locked I think in. I got we it. are. Oh, you do? I think so. Are you guys locked in? Yes. Um, with there, is there five members in each of these groups, and it would be a quintet? Um, well, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, had, there was so four quadrant, turtles, quadrant. but then if you count uh, Splinter, oh, there'd no, be five. Four. I was like, that's Splinter Erasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I it guess. would be and the four. A-team, so we... the A-team only had four. Four. There was B.A. Okay. Baracus, Face, 
I can't think of the two. The Colonel. <laughs> so uh, it would be. Well, cute. they're all four members. All these are all four. Don't forget the famous five Beatles. Yeah, I love oh, the yeah. Five. Yeah, yeah, Billy <laughs> Billy West. Um, he played Fair saxophone. Okay. You know all those great sax solos and all those uh, Beatles albums. Oh, so great, man. To bring this back to reality here, Lauren, are we talking about a quartet? Is that I what it is? Yeah, I've used this diversion time to count the letters in quartet, and I think there are seven. Okay, so. good deal, good deal. Awesome. <laughs> yep, and uh, Jeff surprised me with a string quartet for our 10th anniversary, awesome. so <laughs> I know it's a quartet. It is quartet. Don't so, shake your head at me. Jeff and Ken, the Roman. You're sleeping continues. on the couch. <laughs> I kind of like the couch. <laughs> it's comfy. All right, volunteers. What was the first United States Volunteer Cavalry better known as? This group formed in 1898 to fight in Cuba, ironically ended up fighting as infantry since their horses were not shipped with them. Yeah, I think we know this one. Oh, then, yeah, we can check in. Oh, okay, yep, sounds good. I forgot about the letters. All right, I believe this group was led by uh, Teddy Roosevelt and not DMX, but uh, we went with the uh, Rough Riders. As a person who was in the military for eight years, I was severely disappointed that I did not know this immediately, but then I remembered it was the R, or Jeff or Ken reminded me, yeah, the Rough Riders. Double R, Rough Riders. All right, the next is a comic book question. Up, up, and away. These two men were creators of Superman. Name either of them both for a bonus five points. All right, looks like these guys are locking in uh, pretty quickly. So do you, do you know either of these guys? I am not into DC. I mean, to be fair, if you ask me anything more than Stan Lee, I'm not into Marvel either. Yeah. I mean, I like the <laughs> movies. but oh, I, I'm, I was thinking Bob Kane, but that's the Batman guy, I'm pretty sure, right? Okay. Bob Kane. Could be. I don't know the doesn't super, really fit I, our. No, it doesn't. I don't know the super, but there's two guys. Right. I don't know the Superman guys, to be honest. So, starts with an S. So we got some guesses. Sal, Stan, Stan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Superman. Nope. Stan that's not Superman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his last name was Superman. <laughs> Superman. We're gonna go with Superman. We're going to say a man named Superman invented Superman. (laughs) Really full of himself. Uh, It's either Joe or Joel Schuster. I can't remember if it's Joe or Joel, but maybe just Schuster is good enough. Yep. And then the other, I think you're right. That's the one I wasn't sure about. The other one that I'm sure about is Jerry Siegel. High five. Virtual high. It is Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Could have been been Simon and Schuster, but it wasn't. So so 15 (laughs) points for for the pigskins on that one. The next category is not Snoopy's brother. The Paramount Network, home of Bar Rescue and Ink Master, started life in the 80s as this channel. I'm almost positive. Oh, okay. Well, we'll go ahead and lock in. Oh, wait. Bar Rescue and Ink Master, wasn't that on the spike? What does that have to do with spike for a t i don't know i'm a millennial i don't have cable so (laughs) (laughs) could it be tnt is that what became was that preceded spike oh this is is this 80s 80s channel i mean i I, there's tnt still on there tbs is the one that's not i don't think is there tbs out there still i reckon tnt is owned by um by the 
um, that by ACDC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by uh, the CNN guy, you know, um, <clears throat> Anderson Cooper. You want to just? Can we just go with TBS just a while? That yeah, you know, sure. Wild, I'm happy with TBS. A, a swag, sophisticated wild ass guess. Definitely a channel that I remember from my youth. So right, we're gonna go TBS. The... Yeah, so going back in time, I'm pretty sure that you were right about Spike, and I think that's why it's not Snoopy's brother, because Spike is a dog's name. But before that, uh, I'm pretty sure before Spike, it was uh, the Nashville Network, or TNN. Mm. I used to love professional bull riding. (laughs) Wow. It was TNN, and you're absolutely correct. Spike was Snoopy's brother. Question number 10. The answer is Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right this is uh back to school uranus <laughs> you guys win <laughs> we just in win t- we just straight up win i'll take it game all over right. let's end the recording all right day, job bye. done <laughs> it's a better answer <laughs> all right in 1947 in a handshake agreement this university was given permission to use a Disney character likeness as their mascot from Walt Disney. Um, so it'd just be University of? Yeah. Or University? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So Sorry. we're locked in. Yeah. It's this one? Yeah. Okay. Any guesses, Matt? Any yeah. It's it's University of Oregon. Oh, okay. They use uh, Donald Duck. I trust you. Hey, did you see me get a college football question right? Yeah, <laughs> good job. Universal right. uh, University of Oregon for their use of Donald Duck. Yes, that is correct. Um, I was waiting for somebody to say, "Well, he's from Oregon, so." <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, "Is Oregon? How does Oregon fit with you?" But then, oh yeah, University of makes University sense. of. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of a U city, so yeah. Yeah, I was thinking when, Utah and like, Utica. When when I researched this. Um, this handshake agreement stood up in court with their their because their legal team went after trying to get those rights back and uh there was a picture of uh, walt disney wearing a university of oregon jacket with the logo on it shaking the hand of the president of the university so they said well i guess we can't really win that one all right i have the scores at the end of the second round we are still trailing 130 to 160 but let's see what happens in the final all right The themes for the final round are I Need a Hero, Musical Moneymaker, Dog Food, Swing and a Miss, and Next Time. Okay, the wagers are now in. It looks like uh, our team at Bare Bones is betting 20s all the way down. Um, Pigskin's betting 15s all the way down. So let's see what happens. All right. First question of the final round. I need a hero. Prior to intriguing us as Nikki Sanders, Tracy Strauss, and Jessica Sanders on Heroes, and working with Jay and Silent Bob to release test animals, Allie Lauder made her film debut in what 1999 teen dramedy? Musical Moneymaker. In 1985, a gathering of celebrities, including Dan Aykroyd, Bette Midler, Tito Jackson, Bob Geldof, Steve Perry, and 39 others made $63 million by creating this memorable moment. Dog food. This ancient breed of dog nearly went extinct when the Spanish came to Central and South America. Their inclusion in Frida Kahlo's paintings 
brought newfound attention to the breed. The breed was notably mentioned in the Pixar film, Coco. All right, swing and a miss. In the January 1949 issue of Sport Magazine, Ogden Nash wrote a poem, Line Up for Yesterday, an ABC of Baseball Immortals. In it, he gives tribute to 24 players, 18 of whom are Hall of Famers. His description of this player was, people batted against him, but I never knew why. All right, and the last question, next time. Named by Vasco da Gama, Rio dos Bons Sinais, this fourth largest river in Africa, goes by this name. The, riv the river's most notable feature is Victoria Falls. Okay, we will mull over these answers and we'll be back with the conclusion. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. All the answers are now locked in. So let's get the questions one more time and see how we did. All right. It's going to be a nail biter. <laughs> you can tell that right now. The first question, I need a hero. Prior to intriguing us as Nikki Sanders, Tracy Strauss, and Jessica Sanders on Heroes, and working with Jay and Silent Bob to release test animals, Ali Lauder made her film debut in what 1999 teen dramedy? Uh, so I knew this one right away. It was Varsity Blues. Yeah, yeah for uh, 20 points, the only cure for the Monday Blues, Varsity Blues. <laughs> All right. That is correct. It's Varsity Blues. If you didn't know, it's a requirement to graduate high school in Texas to watch Varsity Blues. So, <laughs> I only got that because I'm a big James Vanderbeek fan because I love Dawson's Creek. I don't know anything about football. <laughs> and like anybody who knows me, people know that I actually uh, worked with Allie Larder's dad for a long time. So, well, <laughs> all right, musical moneymaker. 
1985, a gathering of celebrities including Dan Aykroyd, Bette Midler, Tito Jackson, Bob Geldof, Steve Perry, and 39 others made $63 million by creating this memorable moment. We, uh, we had no idea what the W. We put hands across the world. And we went with We Are the World. Uh, that's it. It was We Are the World. That's it. As soon as you said it, I was like, I think we were well, another 20, right? The creating this memorable mo- the moment. Uh, so I, I would have thought that it really wasn't. A, that's why it kind of threw me off of that. That was my initial thing until he said moment. And then I thought, well, a song isn't a moment. It's a. But anyway, that's fine. A cultural moment. A cultural there you go. Moment. There you oh. go. And I thought it famously didn't make any money. That's why I was also threw it off. But uh, oh no, it made it made on that first run when they aired it on MTV. Yeah, it brought in a lot of money. Okay. All right. Next, dog food. This ancient breed of dog nearly went extinct when the Spanish came to Central and South America. Their inclusion in Frida Kahlo's paintings brought newfound attention to this breed. The breed was notably mentioned in the Pixar film Coco. I'm going to let Jeff pronounce this one. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to do it any better than you might. Um, it's not YOLO. We think it's maybe Zolo or Sholo. It's X-O-L-O is the, is the, I think, the short form of that one. So, And uh, we had a similar debate over here at Pigskins. Neither of us want to pronounce it because we have no idea how. But I think X is traditionally an SH type sound. So we were also thinking like Sholo or Shaolo. Um, but we had the same answer. It is Sholo or Sholo eats Quintle. Ooh, easy, easy for you happen- to say. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it happens to be my dog. I, I have Aww. a Sholo and they are incredibly great dogs. And the reason the, reason the dog food they were by the Aztecs. They were raised not only to be guides to the afterlife. They were also raised to be food and served under Kirky. So, <laughs> all right. Next question: Swing and a miss. In the January 1949 issue of Sport Magazine, Ogden Nash wrote a poem: "Line up for yesterday," an ABC of baseball immortals. In it, he gives tribute to 24 players, 18 of whom are Hall of Famers. His description of this player was people batted against him, but I never knew why. Um, we just we just went on impulse here and went why and Yogi Berra. Probably not a pitcher. Yeah, Yogi Berra was famously a catcher and he was a catcher in the fifties and sixties. He's Yeah, but why would you bat against him? Because he's a catcher. Yeah, well because he doesn't really <laughs> throw the ball. Um I think uh it took me unbelievably too long to come up with this answer, but I mean, the best pitcher of all time is Cy Young. It is Cy Young, and it was fun to watch you struggle. <laughs> I didn't catch the 1949 initially, and I'm going like, uh, I'm try- anyway, sorry. All right, last question. Next time, named by Vasco da Gama, Rio dos Bons Sinais, this fourth largest river in Africa goes by this name, the river most notable feature is victoria falls yep uh jeff came up with this one and we said zambezi and i believe you guys had a buzzer beater answer on this one as well we did i was stuck on zaire for a very long time but i'm pretty sure it's the longest river in africa and then i remembered that zambezi is a river in africa i have no idea where it ranks in terms of length but we locked in with uh, the zambezi river as well 
It happens to be the fourth largest river in Africa. It's the Zambezi River. And that will conclude today's game. The uh, bare bones, valiant effort in the final round, racking up 190 points total. But taking the victory today are the Pigskins with 225, including their five bonus points. You are the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good job, man. Good job, guys. Good job. A fight all the way to the end. <laughs> Thank you for saving me on all the sports questions. I needed yeah. that. <laughs> the Could have gone either ball. way in the final, but uh, you guys uh, had, had the grit and determination to pull it out. All right. Once again, we'd like to thank our guests, Matt and Lauren. Any uh, any final statements today, Matt? Um, it's nice to be on a full episode. You know, the only other two episodes that I've been on was the Friends special and the Game of Thrones special, which I neither one of them made it out of the first round. So, uh, yeah, been a supporter for you guys for a long time. And if you're uh, if you're not a fan of Australian rules football, then you should become a fan of Australian rules football and join the Benchwarmers Footies Club, which Neil and I are pretty much the instigators of. So, uh, yeah. So come watch some Australian rules football when they start up again in February. And Lauren, any parting words today? Yeah, can I do a couple of quick shout outs just to some friends who I'm going to con into listening to this episode? Yes, um, please. So shout outs to the Manchat or formerly Manchat, now the Man Moot. Um, I hope I made some of you proud. I got a few right today. Um, and then to my two D&D groups, I want to shout out uh, Batty's Band and the Underbuds. Um, that's two separate groups. but I think Two D&D groups. And it's I... hard enough to find one D&D group <laughs> I actually have a third that I kind of want to throw out Get a plug for. Um, the Trials of D&D Discord server is a, it's a private server, but I can invite anybody into it. It's a great place to learn how to play D&D learn how to DM, get into the whole D&D world, find a game, find some like-minded pals. So any of you out there who might want to get into D&D, hit me up on the Triviality Discord, and I can get you into a pretty cool uh, little server there. We have a lot of it's fun. The it's the speed dating of D&D. Yeah, exactly. And we have uh, pretty regular games every week. I actually missed a game to record today. so. Oh, sorry about that. But thank you for joining us. Yeah, the great time. And uh, Tony, excellent game today. Really great questions. A uh, little bit of back and forth. As, well, not back and forth. But close scores, and that's how we like it here. I, I was glad to see scores were were not real low. I was worried that I had made it too hard, so I'm really thrilled. Um, I do want to say thank you to Louis Anthony DeRoas, uh, Nolan Werner, and Bettina Machale. If I chopped up your names, I'm really sorry. But uh, they were all from The Crop, who... Uh, Play tested this. In fact, Bettina's came in this morning and was very much a way to relax prior to the recording by just going through her her uh, suggestions. So yes, very familiar names to us, especially in terms of play testing. So thank you to those folks for always being there to help our uh, hosts out. And that'll do it for today's show. For a missing Neil and Matt, all of our guests, Jeff and myself. That was triviality. Yeah, we're that uh, we're, we're just trying to avoid saying K-Pax. Oh, we're all yeah, lost. we got that one. Don't worry. <laughs> Call me by your name. It's actually a super <laughs> man uh, love movie. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I'm glad someone enjoyed that. <laughs> you call me by your name. Oh man, Kalel. Yeah, I like it. <laughs>